All right, this is it. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 206 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. guys are doing all right everything good are we good <sighs> starting to sound like Marin now everything good are we good you know anyway hope all is well in your corner of the world i'm doing all right here tony's in philadelphia if you can believe it she's doing these little trips and i'm not included in any of them notice that mm, i have this one I'm, I'm going on the record as saying i have now she's down there. Her, she has a cousin down there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I don't like when people do that. I don't like when they put the state, like a large city, Los Angeles, California. Okay, well, I'm not getting, you know, we're Atlanta, Georgia. There was this woman up at my job who, a couple of years ago, I just noticed this. People think I'm insane, but she kept saying, I'm going to be traveling next week to Atlanta, Georgia. I'm like, I was talking to the other, you know, some of my coworkers. I'm like, she, she doesn't really need to put the Georgia on there. <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody's going to get confused that she's, th- you know, is she talking about Atlanta, Georgia or like a Atlanta, Vermont? You know, I don't think people are going to get confused about that. Atlanta, that's all you need. You don't need to say Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. People know Chicago, you know, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, she's down there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with her with her cousin, and um, she's taking these trips. You notice she's taking these trips, these little quickies, and I'm not involved in them. Notice this? I I noticed it. I don't know. I said, "What the hell?" She goes, "Do you really want to go down there and spend the day with my cousin?" I said, "No, but you know, I don't like. You know, I don't. I don't want to do that." But, um, you know, we are going to do a, t- a day trip. I told you about that. Uh, we're going to do a day trip to Hershey where we're going to go to the uh, some big-ass Amish buffet, like a sea, just a, like you can see, like a buffet that just like, you can see the curvature of the earth in the buffet. <laughs> it's so big, you know. And then we're going to go to tour the uh, Trogues Brewing plant. The, the Trogues Brewery, get some Trogues trinkets in the gift shop, and then maybe hit Cracker Barrel on the way home. Whoo, man, that's a good day trip right there. Anyway, that's coming up. Early July, we got it penciled in. Both of us took the day off. All right, anyway, um, it's cold. It's not cold, but it's cool. Compared, comparatively speaking, it's, uh, it, it's cool, right? It's been humid and disgusting. I get, I feel like I got some. There's like a, you know, my ass is just a wash in in, in perspiration. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just disgusting. I hate this kind of weather. This is exactly the kind of weather I hate. You know, you walk outside, it's like, oh god, it's hazy. Every pore on your body just swings open. But um, so yeah, I think it was wasn't yesterday. It was a day before? I don't know. Recently. Uh, you know, I was I, I came, I drove to work, got out of my car, 
and it was hot and disgusting and gross. And I didn't, I didn't hear the. Uh, I noticed I didn't hear the cicadas. I didn't hear the cicadas. I mean, that's something that I've grown accustomed to. Although it is unnerving. You get out of your car and you It's like real weird. It's like it's menacing. It's it's a little unnerving. You know, it's so loud. It feels like there's millions of them, and they're over in the woods. Who knows what they're doing? If they were able to get that shit together, if they were able to, to you know, unionize and get them to organize, I guess is a better word. If they could organize, they could take over the world just from sheer numbers. I mean, there's, it feels like there's hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of them over in those woods. And they're making this loud noise. It's almost like a siren. It has, it has like a, it has like a scary, like a World War II siren sound. I don't even know. How, it, it, I don't know. It, it's not. It's terrible. Those things are big too. They're all over the sidewalks. I don't know what they're doing. There's like some kind of kamikaze shit going on. Anyway, I noticed I didn't hear that, and um, I was like, is this over? Is, this, is it already over? I mean, there's like a 17-year buildup, and um, they, they, they start this frenzy, this sexual frenzy. I mean, there's a 17, 17 years of pent-up sexual energy, bug energy, sexual bug energy, and then it's over just like that? I don't know. Is it over? I have no idea. I have no idea, but I noticed... I noticed that it was it was hotter and shit, and humid and disgusting, and I didn't hear the cicadas. I walked into the building. I was working and stuff and everything, you know, doing the normal normal work stuff. And around seven fifteen that night, uh, Steve called me, and um, you know, I'm at work. I can't I can't be sitting there talking on a cell phone, you know. So I hit ignore, and then. A couple seconds later, he sent me a text message. He says, hey, um, I'm, out, I'm outside. Can you come out? I'm like, what the? What in the finger-snapping, toe-tapping, knee-knocking shit's going on? I mean, Steve doesn't, I mean, he doesn't live close to me. I mean, he lives down, he lives like 75 miles from me, you know. He doesn't just pop in like that. I was like, is there something wrong? So I go out there. I says, what's going on? What the hell's going on? Well, as soon as I walk out the door, I'm like, holy crap, what has happened? The humidity was gone. I mean, literally, it felt like, well, I went in at like two. So five hours later, within that five hours, all the humidity was gone. It felt it felt almost fall-like out there. I was like, oh, my God, what is, what is happening? I felt like I was, I was so happy. I was basically well, practically skipping across the parking lot to get to Steve's car. I said, what happened with this weather? What? I love this. He goes, I know, isn't it great? I said, what the hell's going on? Why are you, why are you here? <laughs> he, goes, uh, he goes, I just had something I wanted to drop off. I'm up in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, I'm up in Wilkes-Barre. I, I thought I'd stop in and see if you could come out. I got something for you. I said, okay. So he gives me this, uh, this uh, John Lennon plastic Ono band box set. It's the John, first John Lennon solo record after the Beatles broke up. One of my favorites of all the ex-Beatle albums. That one is perhaps, probably my favorite of all of them. That thing is great. The first one is called John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band. Has a picture of them on the front, John and Yoko leaning against a tree. You know, it's an iconic album. Fantastic. 
And just a few months ago, they released this big, giant box set. It has, you know, has all these outtakes and all this stuff they recorded in the studio while they were making the album and all this stuff. It's, it's great. They, they release these things here and there. They're always way too expensive for me. It's like, oh, man, when I hear about them, I'm like, oh, man, I got to get that. And then I look at the price. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I just listen to it on Spotify, I guess. I mean, I don't buying that you know because they're like 125 bucks or 135 something like that that white album i still i still got my eye on that thing that thing's been out probably a year if i don't buy it it's going to go out of print and then i'm going to be screwed then it's going to be 500 dollars, you know but it's a hundred it's like 130 bucks i can't justify that so he, he goes here you can have it i said how i said what why are you giving me this he goes i got two of them I said, how in the hell does that happen? <laughs> I mean, how do you... I mean, it would be like uh, it would be like a huge deal for me. I'd be like, I'm going to buy that thing. You know, it'd be, I'd be hemming and hawing for days. And um, and if I bought it, it would be like I was buying a car. You know, that's that's the way it would be if, if I bought that box set. He somehow has two of them. He said, well, I bought one. And then, um, you know, his wife, Myra, bought one. And um, they don't need to. I'm like, huh? I said, well, you trade it in. No, I know you love that album, so I'll just give it to you. He's like, all right, man. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Man, that's a great, man, that's a gift, you know? The guy just does a pop-in, gifts me with this thing, this box set, this uh, plastic Ono Man. You know another? That, uh, that one is probably my favorite Beatles, ex-Beatle album, solo album. You know what is another one of my favorites is uh, Paul McCartney's Ram. My brother hates that record. He says it sucks. He says it's his worst album. I said, what? What are you talking about? Are you living in the upside down? You know, are you living somewhere where black is white and uh, left is right? No, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And um, that thing's great. Ram, that's a great record, you know? And um, so those, those are probably I can't really think of any. I know John. I know. I mean, I know George. Everybody says all things must pass. You know, everybody. That's an automatic. It's one of those things that people. I don't know about that record. <laughs> I mean, it's it's obviously has some good songs. I mean, it's 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 good, but it's three albums. I don't know. There's a lot of shit on there. I don't I don't like. But anyway, um, that, that happened, and um, it was cool out there, and it was uh, there was. I didn't hear the cicadas. I didn't hear that Nazi war bombing, you know, the, the Blitzkrieg sirens, <laughs> the menacing, scary ass. The, they're going to take over the world, these frickin' bugs. These things are big, you know. I don't know about that, but I don't hear them anymore. Is it over? Is there sex orgy? They're 17 years. I hope they enjoyed it because that shit is a long time coming. So to speak. All right, anyway. I have a few things. I have some random notes uh, in my notebook here. There's no, you know, it's just some random notes this time. Um, The other day, I went into Sheets. I was coming home from work, and I was hungry, but not too hungry. You know, it's one of those things. It was like, I'm sort of hungry. I'm a little bit too hungry to just go to bed without eating anything. But... Not hungry enough to like order like a frickin' burger or anything, you know, like a like a number, 
like a number one at Wendy's, no pickles and a Coke. So I, I thought I was, I'll stop at a Sheets and get a couple hot dogs and a bottle of water. You know, that'll be enough. It's not much. You know, it's not much, but it's enough. It's like that was perfect. That'd be a perfect. So I go in there and I order them. I order them with um, with uh, with the chili. Order two chili dogs, bottle of water, real cheap. I mean, those things are like a buck or something. With the bottle of water, it was like three dollars. And um, she, you know, I go up and pay for the thing. And um, I notice on the ticket my number is is nine one one, right? Nine eleven, right? So I'm over there standing there waiting on them, waiting on those guys. Those guys are back there, and I'm, you know, cooking up, cooking everything up. And finally, this guy walks up and he goes, nine one one. I'm calling nine. I'm calling nine one one. You know, he had a smirk on his face, like he was real proud of himself. I'm calling nine one one. You know, so I go up there and I, and I take the bag off of him and I say, uh, I say, um, hope everything works out for you. You know, he gives me this knowing nod and um, we go our separate ways. You know, he he, he appreciated. I acknowledged his joke. He handed me the, the 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 sack of goodness, and we just parted ways. We went our separate ways, and that was it. I mean, I can't blame these guys. They're back there making uh, schmiskets all day, <laughs> working over slaving over hot schmiskets. Everything they sell there, not everything, but a lot of the stuff they sell there. They you know they put sh at the beginning of it because it's sheets, you know. So he's back there cooking schmiskets, and then he gets an opportunity to make this low, this this nine one one this nine one one joke. I can't, you know, I, I I'm I'm right there with him. I'm I'm on board. I fully support it. You know, he's back there. He's back there making muffins. I don't know. I've never had a schmuffin. I'm pretty sure I had some schmiskets, but you know, the schmuffin it's eluded me to this day, to this date. Anyway, calling 911. I'm calling. I'm calling 911. All right. So I thought that was kind of funny. I, I, you know, I wanted to give the guy a fist bump, but I'm not really a fist bump kind of guy. And speaking of uh, Steve, he and I, like, I don't know. I don't know how this started, but we, we drink these. Like, if we see these Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew continuously releases all these, like, novelty flavors, you know. It's just a continuous. It just never ends, you know. And um, so when we see them, we te- we both of us try them out for some reason. Steve loves Mountain Dew. Steve's obsessed with Mountain Dew to the point where he buys like old signage from the '60s and stuff. He travels, like he'll go. He's like he'll he'll drive up to, up to Long Island, New York, to pick up some rare piece of Mountain Dew uh, advertising from like the 60s you know so he's all into the mountain dude he, he you know and i I've, I've got i like it too but i'm not to the point where i'm buying you know buying collectibles but um we both of us whenever we see like one of these uh novelty dues the, the new ones we both snap we, we snap pictures of it and we send it to the other and say have you had this one yet and, you know we're back and forth on this we try every one of them i, I try to taste every one of them I saw one. Um, he sent me one the other day. He said, "Have you tried this?" And I said, "I don't. I don't think I've seen that." You know. So then, 
I was in the cafeteria at work, and I, they had it. They had it in there. So I bought a bottle of it, and um, I took it back to my office, and I cracked the cap on that thing, took a slug off of it. My lower jaw retracted in a pre-puke. It's it like this, you know, the stage, the pre-puke stage, when you're like, oh. I mean, it was, it was like, it was coconut. It was solid. It was like pure coconut. So it's coconut-infused Mountain Dew. And who came up with that? That is nasty. I mean, that is one, that is that is the worst one I've ever tasted. They had these ones that had ginseng in it that made me, I, I, apparently I'm allergic to it or something. I don't know. I'm, that's the only thing. I don't, I'm not allergic to anything. I get hay fever and stuff in the, in the spring. I'm not allergic to stuff like food and stuff, you know, but... When I would drink those ones from a few years ago that had ginseng in it, I would get my skin would like, I feel like there's like bugs crawling on my skin, you know. So, but they tasted all right. They t- it's not the taste. This thing tasted gross. I mean, it's just a blast, just a, a wall of coconut. Man, that is nasty. I feel like you're just like taking taking a bottle of Coppertone um, suntan lotion and just chugging it, chugging it down, you know? It is gross. The person that came up with that should serve serve a little bit of time in jail. I mean, I'm not a monster. I'm not talking about a year. But they should go maybe like a week. I think they should go to a week in prison for coming up with that. There's a whole bunch of other ones. I guess they, they released all these Baja Blast. They have this Baja Blast, right? It's a... It's a it's a Taco Bell exclusive. Taco Bell is the only one that sells that in, in their fountain drinks. And um, once in a while, occasionally, they'll start bottling it for a while. It'll, it'll be available where you can buy bottles of it in the stores and stuff. And, uh, but it's very limited. You know, you, if you see it, you better buy it because it's not going to be around long. This time, I guess they've released, they released the Baja Blast. And other variations of the Baja. <laughs> this one was like Baja Flash or some shit like that. It is gross. Steer clear of that. That is gross. I mean, I like coconut. I like coconut cream pie. But that, it's like, it felt like it was like a syrup. It felt like it was real thick. It was horrendous. I mean, that thing is like horrible. Awful. I had another one that was called, I don't know what it's called, Baja Ass. I don't know. I don't know what, it, what is it? I don't know. Something to do. It was, uh, I had that last night. It was like, uh, I don't know. It was better. It was much better. I don't know what it was called. But there's four of them, I think. I don't know. Steer clear of that flash. Whew. Man, that is gross. That is nasty. Steve didn't like it either. I don't know. The copper tone. I feel like you're just chugging copper tone. Um, the other, the other morning I was sleeping. I have, I have trouble sleeping. You know, I'm, a, I'm an old man at this point. I've never had any problems sleeping. I used to make fun of people. I used to mock people mercilessly behind their backs. Because <laughs> um, they have sleep, you know, supposedly have sleeping problems, you know. And I'm like, what a bunch of drama queens. What a bunch of assholes, you know. And now I'm having sleeping problems. I can't sleep sometimes. And um, this has never happened. Never until the last year, maybe a year and a half, something like that. Anyway, so I don't sleep well. I went into, you know, I come out of the weekend. That sucks. You go into the weekend, you come out of it tired as shit because you don't sleep Sunday into Monday, you know. 
I need to go to work. Oh, Monday, I felt like garbage. Just felt like pure garbage. I was just trudging through the day, just barely able to get by, you know. It was terrible. But um, So when I got home on uh, Monday night, I just went straight to bed, read a couple chapters of my book, and was snoozing it out, baby. I was sleeping sleeping good because um, every once in a while it just catches up to me and I, it, you know, it all comes crashing down. So so then when Tony comes to work at 8 o'clock in the, in the, in the bedroom where I'm sleeping, I'm, I mean, I am fast asleep. I mean, I'm deep asleep, right? And she sits down at her desk, clocks on, and immediately just typing, just constant. I said, I've talked to her. I said, what in the world? Do you have a job? Were you just required to type at all times? Do you not ever read any? I mean, are you not ever? I mean, it feels like she's responding to emails but never reading them. You know, there's like no pause. It just feels like just 100% typing all the time. She goes, this is my job, you know. She goes, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't like that. <coughs> she doesn't like to be questioned on stuff like that. But anyway, so I'm, I'm totally asleep. She's in there typing away, you know. And um, you know how you incorporate sounds into your dreams? I'm having all these, like, half-assed dreams, like, one after the other, this daisy chain of bizarre shit going on. Like, one scenario feeds into another, into another, and they're all kinds of weirdness. You know how that happens? Well, and and then you hear, the, like, there's a sound in the real world, and you kind of incorporate it into your uh, into your dreams. Well, she was typing away. And um, I'm I'm doing this daisy chain of bizarre dreams, and I, and I it it becomes in my dreams that sound becomes a dog walking on linoleum and its toenails clicking <laughs> clicking like a tile floor or something. So in my dreams, all that typing that she's doing in my dreams, there's a dog just like walking around like a kitchen or something, and its toenails clicking on the on the on the on the tile floor. Anyway, I thought that was, uh, you know, one time our fire alarm was going off, like the, the smoke alarm. And I don't know, I incorporated that shit into some kind of dream. I didn't even, I didn't even wake up. That thing was like, you know, just became part of my uh, dream, you know. It's like nothing that needed to be dealt with. It was just part of, uh, of the weird shit that was going on inside my nocturnal brain, you know. Anyway, that happened. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, the other day on Facebook, on Facebook, there's this guy. Okay, I went to school with this guy all 12 years. Good guy. Um, extremely funny. Great athlete, you know, really good basketball player. Well-liked, you know. He had a lot, you know, a lot of things that you could remember about. That. He was a memorable, a memorable character, right, from my school days. But um, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, I I've never I don't hear much about him. He's one of these one of these guys that kind of just like disappeared after high school, and nobody really knows. You hear you hear things, but it feels like nobody really knows where he's at or anything. So the other day, there's a picture of him, like a recent picture of him, and um, on Facebook somebody posted, and um, and the first thing that popped into my mind. All right, I told you he's an accomplished guy. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of good things to remember about him. You know, he's a he was on a basketball team that almost won the state championship, and um, he's hilarious, really funny guy. All right, you know what I remember about him? 
this is, in my mind, this is his legacy, right? When I was in grade school with him, he was... He, he he was the the world as far as I could as far as I knew the world's most accomplished farter. <laughs> there was nobody that could fart like this guy. <laughs> I mean he was like I mean he would blast these majestic farts that would you could hear all over the elementary school. I mean they were so loud they were impossibly loud right and um and I was like how. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. I was like in awe of this guy's his his prowess, you know. And then one time, I remember I was sitting in class. I just happened to look over at him right when he was unleashing one of these things. Like the teacher was up in front of, in front of the class writing something on the board, had her back turned, and um, he lifts his ass off. He doesn't tilt to one side like am, like uh, most amateurs do. He doesn't tilt to the left or tilt to the right. He tilts forward, lifts his entire ass off the seat, <laughs> and just like fires off this. I mean, so loud, so, and it's it's like unbelievable. It's like it, uh, it's like it starts out incredibly loud and just continues to get louder as it goes, and then just abruptly stops. <laughs> it's like a shooting star. It burns bright. It's, it doesn't last all that long. But Mister, it burns bright, you know, while, while it's while it's on, and then it just collapses into itself, <laughs> you know. And I was like, "What the?" I'm sitting there watching. It's like um, it's like watching his technique. It's like seeing, it's like seeing Ted Williams in the batter's box. I mean, this we're in we're in the presence of greatness here. Just to watch the technique, the way the way he goes about it, the confidence, you know, you know the uh, it's just. That's that's what I remember about him. That's what I remember. Some people might have other memories of him, but this guy was he he was the master blaster. I've never experienced anything. I've never, of course, the teacher would like lose her mind, and you know, that made it even better. You know, I mean, it's just hilarious. I'd like to talk to him about that. I'd like to say I'd I'd like to have a conversation with him. I don't know how you take that. You know, everybody has their. Uh, Memories of pe- of people from school, but that's what I immediately thought of. I mean, the guy's like shooting up flares. You know, he's just sitting in that classroom and he's just like, just firing off flares, <coughs> rectal flares, and it was like unbelievable. The man was unbelievable. I'm not kidding. This is, I mean, this is world class. I mean, I, I just I feel in awe of being in the same. You know, in the same room when he was um, at the t- at the top of his game. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's still. Who knows? I don't know if he's protected his instrument <coughs> through the years. I don't know, but I feel like he was at the top of his game. I mean, I, and I feel you know, I feel thankful that I was there to witness it. You know, it's, it's, and it's like you know, be in the same room as 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 this level of greatness. Anyway, I saw his picture. I like to talk to him about it. Maybe he'll come on the podcast. Probably come down here and kick my ass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I mentioned not only am I having sleep problems, but I have this slight vertigo issue going on. I don't know what the hell that's all about. I, I, but it's not something that's major. It's just like kind of, ooh. Every once in a while I get like, ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything kind of like tilts, you know. 
my balance goes, I think it's an inner ear issue. My ears are all messed up. I get this from my dad. My dad's ears are all messed up. He passed that on to me. You know, like the other day, I was in bed sleeping. I was on I was laying on one side, uh, you know, laying on my, uh, let's see, left side. And I changed positions and did a flipped over, flopped over, you know, like the fat man flop. I did the fat man flop over to, the, to my right side. And it was like, whoa. Felt like I was on some kind of like roller coaster ride. It's like, this is no good. Sometimes when I, I don't know, I notice it during the day sometimes. I'm like, just suddenly I'm just like dizzy, like slightly dizzy. This isn't something, I don't, I'm not going to pass out or anything. Just this slight dizziness. I don't know. It concerns me. It's some kind of inner ear thing. I feel like my ears are all messed up. I feel like I need to go in and get them irrigated or something. I don't know. But um, I thought I'd mention that. You know, if I crash my car and drive to a Best Buy or whatever. Um, all right. So we're deep into this thing. I got two calls from Ian that I want to get to. And um, so let's see. Um, the first one, he sent me two over a couple days. This first one, um, I'll, I'll just play uh, right here. Hey, Jeff. It's uh, Ian in Scotland here. Two things. Okay, first thing, across the Bulg Island. Um, did you see the episode when there was a, a, a gorgeous French historian in the war room on, like, kind of video call? I was like, okay, okay, you guys, um, I think you put the whole thing wrong because I have done this geometry and uh, if you draw these circles and the, 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 the treasure is here. And they were, like, dumbfounded. I was like, Gary, the metal detective guy, who the fuck is this, man? She's got a fucking hand at right? I'm the fucking star of this show. They're like, <laughs> get the fuck, French historian girl, you know? So there was that kind of misogyny shit. And she, she blew them apart. They were only like dumbfounded by her knowledge, yeah? So there was that. And also, number two, is Alex Lagina dead? <laughs> or not? Check out the, the interweb uh, discussions on that. Don't he's like 50 million? Rich. Uh, to be dead, might not be, who knows. Second thing um, on albums that have been recorded really quickly, you need to check out the Green Bullfrog Sessions, which is uh, members of Deep Purple and a full vocal choir and an orchestra. They put together this album in like a day, and it's shit hot. It's really, really, really excellent. Check that out. Um, and also check out um, Dave Grohl's Sound City, a real, a real. Um, you can get that on YouTube. That's a really good watch and listen. You can get the CD as well. Okay, um, cram that in there. Probably got lots more space on your voice recording mechanism. But um, I've been sampling my own wares, my own homebrew. So yeah, a bit tipsy. <laughs> um, yeah, keep up the work, mate. Keep them coming. Um, yeah, cheers, man. Okay, bye. All right, thanks. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Always. Call me anytime you want. Uh, but anyway, um, the the woman, the French historian, the good-looking French historian, I think I remember her. Um, there, there's been a, a parade of kooks that they, they brought through. I don't know if she was a kook, but, yeah, I remember. Sort of. I remember this one person they brought in there. They bring them into the war room with their with their with their Oak Island theories, and um, 
This one person was like, if you take the constellations and you overlay like the star, the you know the stars, and overlay it onto a map of Oak Island, you know, I'm like, what the who are these who are these freaks? And they're always like, all right, well, thank you for your uh, thank you for your input. That's very interesting. It's a lot to uh, you know. We'll, we'll take it into consideration. We'll discuss it. The Fellowship of the Dig. That's what they call themselves. The Fellowship of the Dig. And um, I don't know. I don't remember that. I don't. I don't. I remember. I think I remember the woman, the French woman, that told them they were doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that show. I, 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 I was just checking out that page where they, where that guy films like trucks going across the causeway. <laughs> Apparently, there's all kinds of shit going on. They're getting ready to fire up season nine or whatever. Yeah, why do I watch this? I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And you're talking about that Alex Lagina, that kid, that 30, I don't know how old he is. The guy's worth billions of dollars. That irritates me. Not the fact that he's rich, but the fact that he's rich because of his dad. You know, I mean, I don't know. That's not fair, but maybe it is. I don't know if it isn't. But his dad built this empire. I don't know what they do. They're like, I don't know what they are. They they use, like, heavy machinery. I don't know what the hell's going on. He built this big company up in Michigan. Then he opened this, uh, he has this winery, you know. And I think he has his son, Alex, who's on the show all the time. He runs that winery. And I don't know. I mean, what is that? That's like straight-up nepotism. The guy's worth millions and millions of dollars, the son. And he's got this air of confidence, like almost a smugness. I mean, I don't know if it's even almost. It is definitely a smugness. If you go on that website, that that wine, that winery website, it's got a picture of that Alex Laginas. You know, it shows him as like the, uh, you know, the president, or he, he he runs it. I don't know what I don't know what his title is. He runs the whole damn thing, and uh, he's like leaning against a bar, and he's got this. Oh my God! Just take a look at that picture. The guy's got a a swagger. And a, so much confidence. I don't like that. I mean, I don't think I don't like when people have. I mean, confidence is a great thing, but there's a there's a, there's a line in the sand, and he he's gone way past it. He's got to the point of uh, almost arrogance, cockiness. You know, I, I try to be fair to people. I was like, just because the guy's rich, but he he's not. I mean, he's just his dad is rich. His dad has him involved in this stuff. Now he's rich, and it's not—it's not something he did, you know. Ah, Alex Lagina, Laginas, or whatever the whatever the hell his name is. Ah, that guy rubs me the wrong way. I didn't know there was a rumor about him being dead. I had no idea, but I did, I did a research, I did a Google search, and you're right. Apparently, there's this rumor going around that he got killed out on Oak Island. And he's dead. I don't, you know, I mean, that's the way it works. If you get killed, you're dead. I mean, that's the way it works generally. But um, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that, uh, Ian. Um, thanks for bringing that to my attention. And the green bullfrog sessions, I actually listen to that after you, uh, after I listen to your message. I listen to it on Spotify. It's pretty rocking. It's got that Richie Blackmore, right? And um, from uh, Deep Purple. Pretty good. Sounded very 70s, which is not a bad thing. 70s hard rock. Sounded pretty good. I have to listen to some more of it. I only listened to one song. I think it was called Bullfrog. 
that was pretty good stuff. Solid. You said it was shit hot. I, I can't can't argue with that. And that Dave Grohl documentary, I haven't seen it, but um, I know it's supposed to be good. I'll check it out. I mean, I hear good things about it. And you're and you say you're tipsy on your home your homebrew, man. I, I you know, I, I I'm kind of jealous, or I I don't know if it's jealous is the word. But I appreciate the home brewers because that's that's not an easy thing to do. That's like chemistry, you know. And I don't know some and and I, I understand why people get into it. I do. I, I certainly understand that, and I appreciate it. It's not for me. It's not for me. You know why? Because it's too hard. <laughs> and there's a store a mile from my house that has the best beers in the world, chilled and ready for me to consume. You know what I'm saying? Just drive down there, buy a six pack, twelve pack, whatever, and come home and drink them. I don't have to put like a, I don't have to ferment them in my closet. I don't have to be in there mixing stuff like with test tubes and shit. I don't know. I don't. It's not for me. But I understand why people get into that. And I saw where you uh, made like uh, you, you make all these different kinds of stuff. I, I understand why you get. In. I bet the stuff's good. I have no doubt. I, I saw you were made of bells too hearted. Um, like a tribute, or I don't know if that's the word, but uh, yeah, I understand. It's cool, and I, I always ask you guys, or I always suggest you guys have a few pops. Give me a call. You took me up on it, so thank you, Ian. That's uh, that's his first call, and he called me again a couple days later. And here that one is. Hey, Jeff, seeing in Scotland here. Uh, currently driving over the T Bridge to Bonnie Dundee. Um, yeah, so phrases that are common place now. Um, that one you said, um, what was the English one that became American? Um, no worries. That's actually Australian that became British. It's like, oh, yeah, no worries, mate. <laughs> you want to care longer? You want to care forces? No worries. Yeah. Stick another reel on the barbie. So that, that was Australian, became British, and it's now American. Um, things that bust my nut that have become commonplace here now. Uh, it was a recent election, and every politician, you know, you know, um, as a filler, unnecessary filler, um, and also moving forward which kind of clears up which tense people are talking in, you know. Um, so um, the thing about this um, campaign, you know, is um, that we're going to do this. I mean, moving forward, you know, we've got – it's crazy, crazy, just fella. Yeah, I know what tense we're talking about. I mean, moving forward, we've got to do this. Not to say, you know, you know, moving forward. Anyway, just – Getting older and being annoyed more often, I suppose, with people's idiocy. Anyway, that's that. Keep up the work, mate. Uh, and I'm driving and I'm sober this time, so that's always good. A good thing. Okay, bye. All right, well, I, w- I was talking about American phrases. Or no, British phrases. When I was back, when I was listening to... Uh, the Clyde Bull Show. I listened to thousands of hours. I was like fully obsessed. I'm on. I need to go to a mental institution. So I feel like I'm 
why am I involved? Why am I so fully invested in some British talk radio show? Anyway, for like, I don't know, close to 10 years, I listened to this thing every day. And it was, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I think it was great. Clyde Bull is the, is the host. It was like an overnight show. And um, he used to do his show. Just he, I guess they just let him do whatever he wanted. It was funny. It wasn't. It wasn't. Ser- it wasn't super serious. And he was. He's biting. He's a smart guy. He had a biting wit. Just a laid back guy, but devastating when he needed to be. Ah, I loved it. I loved every minute. And they had all these people calling in. Some of them were would call in over and over again. You got to the point where you you knew all the regulars. Ah, I loved it. Anyway, back then, this is the early 2000s, there were all these phrases that they that the Brits used that I that Americans didn't use and now Americans do use, you know. So it's like British phrases that have bled into American way of talking, you know. So I was talking about that on a recent episode. So you say no worries. That was one of the ones I brought up. No worries. You said that's an Australian phrase that became a British phrase and now an American phrase. I didn't know about the Australian part, but I did, however, appreciate your imitation of the Australian uh, accent. Uh, I enjoyed that a great deal. Um, I didn't know that, but, you know, people say that now, no worries all the time. That's, like, relatively new. I I don't know. I, 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 I lock lock in the shit like that because nobody said that back in the two in 2002 or whatever nobody said that in the united states and now everybody says it so i don't know i I lock into that stuff and um you were talking about the other the reverse of american phrases that have bled into the british way of talking you say moving forward oh see that's one of those uh you're pushing my buttons here. That's one of those corporate things. That's a corporate phrase. I don't like it either. Moving forward. That's ugh. that's that's one of those things. I've worked in corporations all my life. Well, since 1990, big corporations, and I've I've endured this. I will not participate in any of that corporate speak. I try not to anyway. I don't. I mean, I. I think uh, if I do, it's uh, it's very it's a very small percentage, and it's one of the ones that's you know there's a few that have become like a part of the uh, the way everybody talks like this moving forward. I hear that you know, but anyway, um, I remember, and, and sometimes sort of like that guy's uh, majestic farts, <laughs> they burn bright for a short period of time. Everybody's using these phrases. And then everybody just stops at the same time. I don't know. I don't understand it. But there was this one that drove me insane. This is several years ago. It was bubble up, you know? It's like, uh, did you bubble that up to the team? Like, bubble it up. What the hell? What in the world? Who, who uses that? And they don't even talk that way. They, they talk normal outside of work. They walk through the doors of the, of the office and they start talking a different language. I mean, I, I that drives me crazy. Everybody thinks I'm insane. Like the, my coworkers and stuff through the years, because I I, I I don't want to lock in on this stuff. I'm like, why are you saying that? Nobody says bubble up. It's stupid. I remember these two guys. We're at a meeting, 
And they were like, um, I felt like it was some kind of Abbott and Costello thing. I felt like, I wish I had it on tape, right? These guys were like, um, he goes, well, you need to bubble that up to the, you know, to Roger. You know, well, I did bubble it up. No. Was, you know, I don't know. They were like, it was like back and forth. It was like, um, you need to bubble that up. Well, I did bubble it up. Who'd you bubble it to? I bubbled it to Roger. Bubble, you have to bubble it to more people than Roger. I mean, what if Roger, Roger's on vacation? I mean, you got to bubble this thing up to, to a bigger audience, you know? They're going back and forth, and they're just like bubbling it. Who'd you bubble it to? I mean, is that stupid or what? God, that thing was like, that thing was red hot. Bubble up, had a brief but red hot uh, tenure, you know? I don't know. It's no, Nobody says it anymore. But that thing was running wide open for a while. It was making me insane. And I was like, I was like, why? And like, we'd have these meetings. We'd go back and I'd be to our offices or whatever. I'm like, why are people saying this? What is going on? Why is everybody saying bubble up all of a sudden? And everybody's like, what? I didn't even notice. I said, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life, you know? But this moving forward, that's the exact same thing. That's one of those things. It's one of those older ones that's kind of like taken hold. I'm sorry. I apologize for all Americans for sending that shit overseas. That's, I, I, don't, I don't like it either. That, that's crap. And you say feller? Is that what you said? This one feller. I mean, I think that's just people being folksy, you know, especially politicians. Ugh. That's phony baloney. You know, yeah, there's this one feller I was talking to. It's like these politicians when they're out on uh, when they're out politicking, they're giving their speeches. I was talking to this man at the uh, the Ass Scratch Cafe <laughs> in uh you know whatever, and he was telling me you know that's some kind of bullshit story. It's a lie manufactured by his uh, campaign manager. It's like uh, they're always talking about these people they ran into in these cafes and these diners and stuff. That's that's I think that's one of the, I think when people use that word, phrase feller, I think it's I think it sounds like some kind of folksy fake folksy politician to me. I don't know. And um, it says you know you said you know. Yeah, I probably do that. I'm probably I'm probably guilty of that. I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling I, I say that. You know, one of the things on the Clyde Bull show that people were saying that irritated them, Americanisms going into the British, is like, whatever. <laughs> you know? Uh, see, I just said, you know. So I'm, I'm guilty of that. Sorry, Ian. Uh, some of these things rub rub people the wrong way. But back when I was listening to to Clyde Bull, he was ta- these people would call in, and one of the ones that really bugged people was, for whatever reason, was whatever. I guess that's just an American thing. You know, whatever. You know, I probably do that all the time, too. I remember that they they really hated that one. That one really, that really pissed people off. All right, you said you're getting older, getting annoyed. I understand that. Shit. I mean, I feel like um, I'm becoming that old man. You know, get off my lawn or out there shouting at clouds or whatever, <laughs> yelling at clouds. I don't know. I just have a, low, a lower tolerance at this point. I don't know. I, I'm right there with you, man. Go home and have a homebrew, or maybe you are at home. I know you're driving. I love the driving the driving messages. Anyway, thanks, Ian. This thing's gone way long. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, um, thank you for calling, Ian, and I appreciate it. You call any time. You always brighten the episodes, and you always bring an interesting perspective. So keep calling. I, and, and, and if anybody else wants to call in like Ian... 
It's easy to do. We got the whole infrastructure set up for you. It's a, it's a, it's a tele, just dial a telephone number, leave the message, and then it becomes an MP3. And then I, I add it into the, or I have Zip at it. I don't, I don't know how to do that because I'm not real, you know, kind of dumbass, you know. So uh, anyway, if you wanna, if you wanna be a part of a future show, like Ian, give us a call. Round the clock. The number, 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151. Leave a message. Ask a question. Make a suggestion. You know, have a few blasts. Give me a call. Or call me when you're driving home from work. I like those ones from the highway. I don't know why, but um, I get a kick out of those. So give me a call. Be a part of the show. And if you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one, that's also easy. We have it all set. Everything's right there for you. You can just head on over to patreon.com. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll gain access to an extra episode every week. And on top of that, you'll gain access to all the old ones. that we, Well, they're not old, but the previous ones that we've already recorded. There's a hundred of them, approximately. 100 episodes for patrons only. That's a lot of nonsense right there. If you want to tap into that rich vein of nonsense, patreon.com slash Jeff K. Do it today. And if you want to send me an email, you can send that over to surfreportpod at gmail.com. And if you want to follow my exploits at the $10 Scratch Off Project, the wvsr.com slash scratch off is where you can do it. Eh, I'm in week 22. You can check it out, see how things are going. Yeah, just head on over there, see how things are going. Whew. All right. Anyway, we're at the end of this thing. Really long. Sorry, Zip. Apologize. But anyway, we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. I will see you soon over on the Patreon side. Until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I will see you. Bye. up sexual energy, bug energy, sexual bug energy.